Hej, du har hittat till Smartare, en svensk-dansk podcast om att leva ett bättre liv. I dagens avsnitt intervjuar vi Michael Slivinski, grundaren av Nosby och nu aktuell med boken No Office. Vi har även lite för- och eftersnack där vi bland annat följer upp hur det går för Martin och Jens med drafts. Håll i hatten, kör vi! Hallå grabbar, hur är läget idag? Hej Martin och hej Mikael. Hej Jens, det är gott. Det är ju snart weekend, ikke? så allt är fint. Absolut, vi kör ju in på torsdag kväll så att, då har man något mysigt framför sig till helgen. Sitta och redigera ja. lite podcasts. Ja, precis. Det... Vad har skett i jeres, uh, jeres uge? Och jag har haft en kaosvecka, totalt kaosvecka. Vi har fått in corona på vår skola så att barn, de har stängt barnens klass. Så att jag har barnen hemma. Och för er så är det ju såklart vardag, ni är vana vid det höstas. Men vi har ju inte stängt skolor i Sverige. Och vi är ju inte alls förberedda på det här. Alltså det borde man ju vara efter typ ett och ett halvt år med corona. Men det var vi inte. Så att nu har jag barn hemma och är hemmalärare på dagarna. Men förhoppningsvis så blir det väl lite skola någon gång nästa vecka igen. Okay. Jag har ingen barn hem. De är alla tillbaka i skolan. Så det är helt omvänt här på den andra sidan. Vad med dig, Jens? Jamen, jag har också barn afsted. Och så jag fick uppgraderat till senaste runde Mac. Och där skete ju varken värre eller bedre än att så stoppade synkroniseringen på, på mina Apple-noter på, på, på Mac'en. Och så det är så i ett försök på att og få synkroniseringen til at virke, så slår jeg det lige fra og til igen, og så overskrev den så lige de enkelte sidste rettelser, jeg havde lavet på, på, på mærken. Så, så nu er jeg på vej væk fra, fra Apple Noter, og så velkommen til, til en af de andre, som så får lov til at køre ind til, til jeg taber data. Velkommen til Drafts. Det var det. <laughs> og så fik jeg en, en, en fin pakke ind ad døren i morges. Det var nogle sæbetusser, som jeg havde købt fra hos Ergobarn, øh, hvor øh, jeg så, når jeg får gode idéer ude i badet, så kan, kan skrive på væggen med, med, med tusserne og, og få mine idéer skrevet ned, så jeg ikke glemmer dem. Jeg havde en, 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 en badesession for, for et par uger siden, hvor øh, jeg fik en, en 3-4 idéer, og, og det var kun øh, halvanden af dem, der nåede med ud og, og blev skrevet ned. Så det var jo det var en katastrofe. Så jeg havde jo lige set, at Cecilie der på, på, hos Ergobarn havde øh, altså nogle børneleje til badet til salg, og så skyndte jeg mig også straks at bestille. Og hvad så? Men det er ikke permanente noter, du laver på din badeværelsesvæg? Det er det ikke. Det er lige så snart, der kommer, kommer vand på, så, så, de, så de er de væk. Men jeg, jeg, kan, jeg kan skrive på, på, på fliserne og på, på, på glasset i brusebadet. Så nu taber jeg ikke en eneste god idé længere. Det er fantastisk. Jeg har nyt fra boghylden. Jeg har omkring note-taking, har jeg for lang tid siden investeret nogle bøger. Så jeg har et paradoks i dag, der hedder Hvad skal jeg læse først? How to read a book? Eller How to take smart notes? Jeg har spurgt over på Facebook og har ikke fået særlig mange gode svar. Jeg har også spurgt over på Twitter og heller ikke fået særlig mange gode svar, så jeg ender med at læse uh, How to Take Smart Notes først. Og den tror jeg måske, vi kommer til at tale om, Martin, også i samband med, med den anden bog, How to Read a Book, på et tidspunkt. 
Absolut, för jag har ju köpt samma böcker för några veckor sedan och jag har ju tagit ett beslut om vilken bok som jag började, eller skulle börja läsa. Så jag läser ju How to Read a Book. Och den, den är intressant faktiskt, tycker jag. Så att jag skulle nog rekommendera att du läser den andra. Så kan vi, så kan vi drøfte, hvad for et output vi fik, og hvor meget vi fik med derfra. Men jeg glæder mig rigtig meget til begge bøger. Og så er det jo for mig på den måde, at, at det er jo virkelig sjældent, at jeg har en rigtig bog. Ikke? Men når man har en bog, der hedder How to Read a Book, så er man nok nødt til at læse bogen, og ikke høre den som audiobook. Så, så det bliver også, det bliver også en, en lidt ny ting for mig. Og jeg glæder mig meget til at høre, hvad I kan berette. Du behöver inte vara rädd, Jens. Vi kommer att se till att du har köpt de böckerna snart också. Det är just Jesus själv. Ja, två exemplar. How to take smart notes. <laughs> Men killar, ska vi ta och glida in på dagens avsnitt? Ja, yeah. ska vi. Idag ska vi ju faktiskt byta språk från att prata danska och svenska. Och prata engelska. För vi ska ju ha en intervju med en man som heter Michael Slevinski. Och för er som inte känner till Michael Slevinski så är han grundaren av Nosby. Nosby är en listmanager som jag använde under sju års tid. Så jag känner till verktyget väldigt väl. Och nu så har Nosby kommit ut med en ny produkt som heter Nosby Teams som då är fokuserad mer på, på grupparbete eller teamarbete. Men vi tänkte ju prata om det och massa andra grejer idag med Michael. Och utöver de här sakerna så jobbar Michael mycket med podcasts också. Han har bland annat gjort The No Office podcast och han har även gjort Ask Michael. Och han har också jobbat med en open source bok som heter The No Office book. Altså en af de ting, som der er virkelig er interessant ved, ved Michael og ved Nosby, det er jo, at de alle sammen arbejder remote. De mødes aldrig. De er, hvad er de, 20-25 mennesker, og de sidder i hver deres, øh, i hver deres hjemmekontor, og sådan har det altid været. Så det er, der er noget at se frem til i forhold til, hvordan man også kan arbejde sammen i det interview. Absolut. Men nu er jeg supersugen på at prata med Michael, så låt oss koble ind under her. So hi Michael, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good, good. Excited. Thanks for having me. Great. So we are talking about productivity in this podcast and a lot of applications and tools and smart things that we can use to to live better lives essentially. Cool. You're our first guest to the podcast, so we are super honored to have you on. Thank you. I'm honored myself. <laughs> <laughs> so both me and Jens met you back in, it's two years ago almost now, in Amsterdam yeah. when we were at the GTD Summit. And I remember I was totally blown away when when we met outside the uh, the, the pub or the, the place where David Allen was roasted. I was I, I recognized you. I knew who you were, but it was just crazy to to meet you for real. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, it was it was so much fun. I um you know GTD Summit was so great because like suddenly I I I again I could meet people I knew online. I I've heard about online and we could just meet in person finally. Like it's just these kind of things are just underappreciated how you can just suddenly like put a face uh, and a voice on something that was already like, well, before you would know from Twitter, from you know blogs and stuff. So yeah, it was cool. Yeah. We wanted to talk about a few different topics today, and mm-hmm. 
the first one that I am I'm quite interested in, and especially now when we're in this time of Corona pandemic and everyone works from home more or less, you have been for a long time working a lot with no office. And that is, I think, insightful, or maybe you, you could see the future or something, but I'm, I'm quite interested in this whole phenomenon and how you're doing that in, in Nosby. Yeah, so uh, there is this quote by, I don't, know, I don't remember somebody, but it was like, the future is there, but it's not uh, evenly distributed. And just in 2019, I remember I was doing some interviews about working remotely. And in still 2019, just before the COVID hit, people would look at me, it's still like a unicorn, like, yeah, Michael, you know, your company, <laughs> you're special, so you can work from home. In our company, this would never work. <laughs> you know, we are, you know, we are different. We need to be more creative and you are not creative, apparently. Uh, you, we need to be more, you know, um, we need to work together and apparently you don't. Like, like so, it was, it was so funny that like people would still discard, like say, you know, you cannot work like this. You cannot create a remote culture. And, and and especially they would they, if they would, didn't know my company they would say you know Michael I understand you're a lone a lone programmer you know so maybe you just don't need to create a remote culture yeah we're twenty people ah uh, okay <laughs> so it's like it's th these were my discussions you know and suddenly pandemic hit everybody had to work from home and then suddenly everybody's work from home expert so <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> but um, yeah I I it's not like I saw the future. I'm not a fortune teller, but it's just that I knew that we are adults. We should be able to work flexibly the way we want. Like we should be able to de design our lifestyle, like how we want to, you know, where, like I, I had this quote when I was writing my thesis for my um, university degree, I, I read this quote. I don't know who wrote it. Uh, work is not a place to go. It's a thing that you do. And yep. This struck a chord. Like it's like exactly like work is not a place. It's a thing that you're doing. So doesn't does it really matter if you're doing it from home, from a cafeteria, from a terrace, you know, like or from in the from the middle of the you know forest? It doesn't matter. So um, so for me, this was like, uh, and that's why um, I've been interested. I, I was interested in this like for a long time, and I wanted to work like this. You know, when I launched Nosby, I was just. A, a guy from Poland and, you know, working from a corner of a living room, you know, and, and, and nobody knew me on the internet. And, um, and from there, uh, you know, I decided to just, you know, uh, I remember my first hire, I hired a, a first programmer who was 300 kilometers away. And I was like, yeah, but he's the best that I can afford. <laughs> so I'm just going to hire this guy, even though we're away because, you know, I work from home, he works from home, it should be fine. And from there, we just never stopped hiring remotely. We just decided, let's let's not build an office. Let's just continue like this. And this guy is still with me and he's my CTO. So, uh, you know, it worked. <laughs> yeah. I, I just uh, finished reading Daniel Pink's book, uh, Drive. Uh, and yeah. he talks about the three different uh, big drivers for the new motivational uh, economy, essentially. And autonomy is one of the big things. Yes. And, yes. and that is something that you obviously grasp. But yeah, exactly. Uh, and just just to give you this idea that when when the pandemic hit, people thought that when they move people to home, they should still work nine to five. And I already told them, no, 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 you don't get it. When you let people work from home, this is the whole package. You have to be flexible with working hours. Hmm. It, it it you cannot impose the same working hours. So, like as you said, autonomy. Like it's something that is natural for for a lot of us, uh, but it's still many companies out there that don't get it. 
you know, it it uh, it triggers a question with me because um, uh, now that we are slowly opening up in Denmark, you know, I hear about a lot of companies said, well, uh, now you now we actually expect you to be back in the office uh, three days a week, uh, four days a week, and, and you know, so so you know, I speak with my ex-wife about it, who is an attorney, and you know, they really want them in the office, and and some of that is for good reasons, right? There's also something you know participating in meetings and working all the details, which may make sense in their context. But, you know, if, if you look outside, how much do you think is going to stick? You know, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think we come back to, to the, to the post Corona times, but, you know, to what degree does, does the new way of working kick in, in from your perspective? So uh, I have to admit that I am uh, and you know, optimist. I'm a very, <laughs> like, you know, I work, I, I look at things with, uh, with, you know, with colored uh, glasses. Um, and I hope that, uh, you know, that lots of this will stay, that people will have more flexibility because the one thing that people, uh, I asked lots of entrepreneurs and lots of business owners about the situation, what happened when the pandemic hit, how they dealt with it. And the, the common answer was like, you know, Michael, the biggest surprise was people actually working, you know? Like, it's like, they, they, they're not slacking off and watching Netflix all day. They are actually working from home, you know? And even actually more than I thought they would. I actually, and and this is what uh, is one of the surprises. I, I can give you an example of my wife. My wife goes to a traditional office um, and she, she already had the flexibility of working from home from that office once uh, a week. So she she could work once a week, but very often she wouldn't because there were there was a meeting that she wanted to attend to. So she you know uh, she she wanted to go let's say let's say stay on Friday at home, but then there was a meeting. And I, okay, I have to go there. So so she would go now because of this change. All their meetings and doesn't matter if you're in the office or at home are through Teams from Microsoft Teams. So so suddenly she can just decide to stay at home and still participate in the meetings and. The, the result is now she goes to the office once or twice a week <laughs> and and the rest of the time she stays at home and and how how do you handle uh usually when when you go to a job you you commute and and have a transition from from home to to your job and and going back how do you handle that uh, working from home all the time having a transition from working and and being uh, at home yeah i mean uh, there are several things that still people need to figure out, like how to what to do. So, first of all, um, uh, the companies and as, as such have to realize that we have to put all the digital things in place. Like they, we have the technology for that. You know, we have uh, applications, we have software, we have hardware. I mean, guys, we are just right now talking through Zoom, right? And um, and we're not in the same place. So, like things are there, but they should switch to 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 to, to digital everything, uh, writing things down, everything. So it, it's like. We always preached that in a remote company, you have to write more. So you have to over-communicate, kind of, but in a written form. So you have to comment on tasks, comment on, you know, uh, paragraphs of text, comment on designs. You have to comment on things more than you would normally do because this stays then and then other people can just jump in and just see it and read it even if you're not there. So so that's, the, the, I think, the, 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 the kind of um, habit of writing things down. What David Allen says, write things down. Like, you know, we know it from the guy. And and he, he's he's the real, you know, fortune teller. He knew this stuff. Like so, so writing things down, and but it should be a kind of imposed on the company level that we write things down now. 
Like we have to take, after each meeting, we do write a memo. We do spend the additional time to write the memo. So make sure that the meeting is not too long because then you will, you will be too tired <laughs> to write it. But it's really important to write it. We always, uh, in Nosby, we would always write a memo after the meeting. Or if, if, if we have a meeting where every task is a different point of agenda, we would just add comments to this, each particular, you know, thing, even though, you know, we talked, but we have to remember what we decided in the end. So, so, so we would always take the time to, to write a memo. So I think this written culture, and, and as I mentioned in the case of my wife, the, the, this idea that the meetings can be virtual all the time. So this way it doesn't matter if you're inside an office or, or not, because nobody's left out. And, um... And also, you have to make sure that people set up their work and work work from home environments. And this is something that people neglected. Even my 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 wife's, for example, uh, company, everybody had a laptop already, so it was great. But almost nobody had a second screen. So the first thing I did for my wife, I just went online and just bought her a second screen right there because I knew that you know she will not be able to work like this uh, longer. So I bought her this additional screen. Perfect, and she could work. And then her her company actually realized and started, you know, sending screens to, to people. Um, and I think this is also important in the in the case of of, of planning the way we live, that we have to um, accommodate a place to work. So mm. a corner here that I'm going to work, or maybe a, a different room as a home office. Um, many people in this pandemic realized that. Well, I want to work from home, but my home is just for us to live and there is no additional space. So it's really something that uh, you have to consider now or, or figure out how to do and what to do. And, um, you know, and, and this way it's going to be better because if you have, like, it's, you know, the habits uh, are important. So if you have a dedicated place where you work, even though it's, it's, a, it's a corner of a living room, but it's a dedicated place where you work, your mind changes, your mindset changes. But if you don't know actually where you work, you're confused, and then you start working anywhere, um, your mind is confused. <laughs> so, so you won't be as effective, as, as productive. So, so I think, um, like for me, you know, I have my home office, of course, this is luxury. I have my own room in my house as home office, <laughs> but I've been doing this for 14 years. I, I, my home office is my, my kingdom. Um, uh, but even when I was, you know, when I was not having a home, dedicated home office, uh, I had this corner of a living room it was like an Ikea, it was an Ikea um, cabinet. So I would open it up, I would work there, but at the end of the work, I would just close it. This way, it's done, it's closed. Now it's a, now it's a cabinet in the corner of a living room. I'm not touching it. I'm sitting by, by the table and I'm having you know, um, a dinner with my family. So it's like it, it, these dedicated spaces, this, this kind of dedicated routines are, I think are very important to, to really make sure that you make the transition uh, and that it's more successful. I can certainly confirm that. I also I listened a few weeks ago to a couple of episodes on the No Office uh, podcast, and where we oh. were planning your 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 home offices, and you and your CTO was discussing all that, and and I almost regret regret you know all the work I did for the last six or seven months with you know really working my home space, and I live in a in a little flat, and so you know I have, don't have that possibility to to close it down or put it in a separate room, but it made me really focus on. You know, even cable management, right? Yeah. Small things like cable management and some very big things like a very big screen and, and stuff like that that I also th thought was looking nice because it's in my living room. So I don't want some crappy monitor standing there or, you know, stuff like that because this is the place I am. It's, it's where I live, right? And it's also where I work now. Uh, most of my time and probably continue like that. So, you know, finding a, a very beautiful desk for very 
you know, little money somewhere and, you know, all kinds of things to make sure that, you know, this is a place I really want to be. Uh, that, that was really important. Yeah, I mean, recently I changed only the tabletop of my desk. I have an IKEA stand-up desk, so it regulates, yeah. right? And the tabletop was really worn out after six years of use. So I, I bought another IKEA tabletop uh, from Bamboo, and it's I yeah. love it. It's it's very very nice. And this thing already changed, and it's like, wow, it's so it's it's so new, and it's just a tabletop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I I did something opposite that everyone else. I worked a lot from home before the pandemic. But when the pandemic hit, my wife needed to start to work from home. So I went out to rent an office uh, in, in the village. I live in the countryside. So it's, uh, it's uh, like, a, like a small office. And now it's my podcasting studio. And I do video recordings. But I also work from here. So I have my, my own little man cave outside of home. When I was working from the living room, you know, back in the day, and uh, we had our first baby, um, and we had a small apartment and then suddenly the baby and my wife dominated the apartment. Like there was no way to work. So my favorite place to work was McDonald's and not because of food, because I wouldn't eat it, but I would just order the coffee. They had free Wi-Fi, So I would go for like two, three hours of like really focused work there and, and, and just work at McDonald's. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you just have to, you know, um, be inventive. <laughs> and whatever works, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I'm a little bit curious when you have your, uh, your, co-workers around essentially the world since you are a remote yeah. company how do you work with innovation because in my world um a lot of innovation happens in a group at least the I, the things that spark ideas and you can get started to innovate or come up with great ideas how do you do this when you are all around yeah so this is now we come to this uh, situation if if we are actually truly creative so and if you can be when you're in a remote space so in my free book, No Office Org, uh, if you go to nooffice.org slash meetings, there is a whole explanation why, how we do meetings. And we have the whole ritual around meetings. And for us, meetings have to be optional, uh, regular, uh, so regular, optional, and, um, and well-prepared. So what it means is that, um, for example, we have a design meeting. And we actually uh, stole some of the ideas for our meeting, uh, for our design meeting, from Ed Catmull's um, book, um, Creativity Inc., because yeah. they have this, uh, you know, the way they 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 uh, judge every movie. They have this, you know, how it's called, uh, brain trust. Uh, so people who are, you know, who are criticizing the movie and they can be frank. They can be just really, you know, flat out tell you that something they don't like something, and that's it. And nobody's punished for it. Like they can really uh, do this. And uh, we have this meeting. We call it like, for example, we have several meetings that are regular. Uh, so we have design fight meeting, and we call it design fight actually. Um, so it it it's ha it happens every Tuesday. Tuesday at two o'clock, uh, every Tuesday at two o'clock, and uh, the the idea is this: we have six people, and they're all the time the same the same six people. So it's a head of product, a head of customer support, our head main designer, our um, Android developer, and and me. And the idea is that we have to be diverse, a diverse group, and from like different parts parts of the company, and we meet, and uh, we have agenda, we have prepared points. And the thing is, this happens again. It's a regular meeting every Tuesday at two. So there is no 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 need to you know reschedule, uh, find in calendar, whatever. Every every Tuesday at two o'clock in the same Zoom room, there's a dedicated Zoom room for this meeting. Like it's like you know, it's hard to not to find the meeting um, <laughs> for people who are participating. And then uh, second um, optional, which I'll get to in a moment. And then well prepared. So what it means is that we prepare agenda. 
agenda means like things we will discuss, like features, for example, ideas for Nosby features and all that stuff. And we have it in a project in Nosby teams, of course. And then we're every task is a different agenda point. Okay. We have a whole section for of tasks called upcoming meeting. And then every task is an agenda point. And then every task must have a comment with description, like a thorough description, a, a pitch for this idea. So somebody works on the idea, somebody pitches the idea, and this has to be well, very well um, written up. If it's not written up, we will not discuss this point on the meeting. So it has to be written up. This way, on, on Tuesday morning, we look at the agenda section and we read. Everybody reads uh, things that are proposed. And then everybody comments or not, like depending if they want to comment or whatever, and they comment. So this way, when the meeting comes at two o'clock, we are not presenting the ideas. We are already discussing the new ones, or we are just telling somebody, I'm sorry, this idea is complete. It's not good. Uh, and I, I can tell you, you know, I, I am the 100% owner of the company. I am the CEO. And uh, if you would know how many of my very smart ideas were completely, you know, destroyed on this meeting, <laughs> you would think that I completely have no ownership of the company. <laughs> but that's the thing. Everybody is free to present an idea and everybody can really write it up and, you know, uh, uh, sell it passionately. But then the group, you know, asks questions, asks for new ones and then starts discussing. And then, you know, and you have to sell the idea, right? And if we need some brainstorming, so we brainstorm based already on the write-up. So, for example, um, we start brainstorming for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes and we're like, okay, brainstorming stopped right now. Take notes. And then prepare, prepare the new version of this idea for next meeting next Tuesday. Okay? So this way we iterate on ideas. And many ideas, like many great Nosby features, were born like this, that it was like an a, a early idea, and then version two, version three, version four. Like It took us like four meetings to get to the idea. But thanks to the fact that the meeting is always at two o'clock every Tuesday, we know that we have another week to work on the idea, to think about it, to ponder on it, and to prepare a better version next week. So it's just, it, so we have this whole process, you know? And sometimes there is no agenda points because for example, we are busy with work and nobody prepared anything. Then this moment when we see on Tuesday morning in the upcoming meeting, there are no tasks, no agenda points. No we meeting. cancel the meeting, the meeting yeah. doesn't happen. We have to, we just gain two hours. Um, and of course, uh, additional pro tip, uh, our meetings are two, hour, two, two hours flat. Like, I mean, in a maximum. So if our meeting ends earlier, then it's fine. But if we reach two hours, we just shut it down. We're like, okay, sorry. So we'll talk next week. Like, because after two hours, we're just completely destroyed. Like after two, two hours of intensive you know, talk, yeah. we're, we're done. So this process, I'm really proud of it because this process of, of, of meetings that we do um, gives us this room, this space to be creative because you iterate on ideas. You have also time to think about them, but not only your time, but other people time, people's time because they've already seen the version one. They, are, they also think about it. Maybe they will give you feedback in a written form uh, um, next day or in two days, you know, about your, your idea. Very often this is what happens. So you, so you like make your idea better. And this way, because it's regular, because it happens like this, it's, it's a cadence that just, you know, creates uh, great features. So structured, structured innovation, structured creativity. Yeah. I really like that idea. What actually, you know, sounds like a really attractive process, right? Mm -hmm. for, for, but what actually keeps a traditional working environment from doing that? Uh, let me tell you this. Um, I don't know 
how people work in a normal office when you, <laughs> people ask you, Michael, tell me what you think about this. And I'm like, because, uh, you know, for me, if, if you ask me an opinion, you should, I mean, if you ask me an opinion about remote, remote work or NOSBE, I, this is my work. I live by this. So I can just, you know, answer all, all of your questions right now. But if you ask me about something new, I don't know, let me think about it, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why this is so important that we have that, that the uh, meetings are prepared so I can really think about something before we meet. Mm-hmm. So when we meet, I'm not wasting your time by giving you just the easiest answer because this is the first thing that comes to my mind. No, I've already had the time to think about it, to, to, to analyze your pitch, to see how it is, and, and then really do it. So I would argue... Yeah, then it moves. Yes. So I would argue that this is the way every meeting should be done. Because uh, it's, just, it's just so much more effective. Like, you know, let's not waste our time. But, but it's like, what I think what people are missing is the fact, and especially now with, with the pandemic also, that because meetings are so easy to schedule, you can just jump on another Zoom call. No costs apart from the last, last time. But apart from that, no costs. Like, you know, I just click on the link, you're in Zoom. Great. But what do I do there then? You know, like answer your questions, which I haven't prepared yet, you know, which I didn't know about. Like, uh, you know, what, what, uh, like what you did, guys, like you sent me an email also with, with a rough agenda, what we're going to discuss. So I, I could also like prepare, like think about it, you know. I honestly hate meetings where I'm not prepared. But because some, nobody sent me any information before. Like, People still like sometimes do that to me, and when they do that to me, I I sometimes I'm I'm sometimes very rude, and I tell them let's reschedule because I just don't know what we're gonna discuss. So please write first what we're gonna discuss, because I just because I'm not that brilliant, you know. I I I just I'm not that brilliant to give you a quick answer, brilliant answer to something that I'm not prepared for, you know. If it's something I'm prepared for, yes, but if I'm not. It's hard. So I don't know how people do that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm watching some Netflix, you know, series where they work in these fancy offices and they have the, the, the brainstorming sessions and the meetings and then like, okay, so pitch me this idea. Okay, tell me what about this? Or just give me ideas. So let's, what are we going to write? Uh, you know, a magazine session. What are we going to write? Give me ideas. Give me ideas? <laughs> like people will give you the easiest ideas that they have on the top of their head. Not really good ideas because they haven't had the time. Do, Michael, do, do you see a special kind of people uh, being attracted to to this uh, kind this kind of of, of work, uh, no office style, or, or is it is it your company? You see a, a variety of of personal styles. Yeah. So um, the you know people would say that uh, it's better for introverts, right? Because introverts like they prefer to you know to to to, to work from like to work you know alone, right? So that's what they say. If when you look at me, I'm not an introvert. I'm actually an extrovert. So uh, I st- and I still enjoy working uh, like this because after work uh, or during work, I have meetings like this one. Or 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 after work, I have you know I'm, I'm with my family and I'm with people. So so it's I have a great balance with this. So I think even extroverts, um, I'm a proof, can enjoy this kind of work. Uh, I'm not you know really suffering right now. <laughs> <laughs> so so. Uh, but but yes, but I think you know introverts uh, have it easier to do it. But even when you have introverts, the the challenge is to really um, stay uh, stay connected. For example, um, speaking of meetings, we have uh, regular meetings of departments every week, uh, which are basically only for chit chat. 
and we and they're very short, like from 15 to 30 minutes. So like every Monday, for example, the developers, uh, the programmers, they meet at 10 o'clock on a Monday. A marketing team uh, meets on Monday at three. And we have these meetings just to, you know, to see that we are still a part of the team. You know, so we, every, everyone has the video on. We discuss a few things. We don't really discuss lots of details because we have them in the comments in our tasks. So it's not really like, like it's like, I won't be reading my comment. I mean, you can read it yourself. So it's like, you know, you don't need that for this, but it's more like, you know, hey, what's up? So, um, so this week we'll focus on this, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. How about the COVID? Yeah. Whatever. So it, it, so we, this way, this way people see, okay, I'm still a part of the team. I'm still a part of, you know, something. And then for the rest of the week, some people have just, you know, maybe one additional meeting, maybe none. Uh, and so so the idea is that you still have to kind of schedule this time for, for team to, to see each other so that they don't forget, they don't feel lonely. And especially now in this pandemic time, I realized that people really need that, need, need that because, you know, they feel depressed, you know, the political situation also is not really, you know, fantastic. So, uh, so with all that, it's important to, to, to connect with the team, you know, to, to have this, this connection, to maintain this connection, but not to overwhelm them with meetings, not to overwhelm them with, with, with this. And so I think, you know, at the end of the day, everyone has to decide what, what's the best for them. Like my wife still likes to go to the office. She likes to dress up, you know, whenever she, go, she, whenever she, she goes to the office, she's like, you know, uh, 10 centimeters taller because she puts, you know, high heels. So I'm like, hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, but, uh, but of course, but, but then again, she, she, for example, changed that she prefers to, to stay more days in the week in the, at home to do the work. And just have this, uh, you know, way, way of, of meeting with friends uh, in the office. So I think everybody should find this balance for themselves. Um, but I, I believe, I do believe that most people could uh, um, could do this. Absolutely. It resonates a lot. I, I think, like you talk about that you need to belong to something. Yeah. That, that is really important, especially if you are working from home the whole time. Jens, do you have any final question? It, it was just one question about uh, your best uh, productivity tips. As some of you who know me know that I'm working mainly on the iPad. I'm a you know big iPad proponent. I, I work on my iPad Pro, and uh, it's fantastic. It's my favorite computer. Um, and one of the things that I do do on the iPad is I use the the iOS shortcuts. And uh, I think this is a great app uh, because you can really automate lots of things on the iPad. Actually, I can automate them so well now that I prefer to do stuff on the iPad than on the Mac because on the Mac, I don't have these shortcuts. So it's like, you know, if, if I want to do something more compli- complex, I prefer to do it on the iPad, which is kind of, which should be the other way around, right? Because the Mac is the better machine, right? So um, one of the things I do, and I, uh, we can link to it in the show notes, I have this, uh, this shortcut for journaling. Um, and it's called, it's at michael.team slash journal 20. And the idea is this, that I journal every day and I journal in the morning and in the evening. And and as part of this shortcut, I've been iterating on the shortcut for years. Uh, the cool thing is that it asks, it asks me questions. So I just answer a few questions. Because otherwise, if just to journal, to just write things down, you never know what to write. You sometimes write too much. You don't forget to write. But with this, it's just simple questions. So I can also do that on the iPhone if I want, because it's you know it works on both devices. So what I do is in the evening, you know, I ask a few questions. Uh, I mean, answer a few questions like you know, how was your day? What you've done better? Any thoughts? And then I see my calendar for tomorrow, and then I can see what's going on, what's going to happen tomorrow. Like 
the interview with you guys. And then, so the, so so yesterday evening, I was already thinking about you guys <laughs> because I was, you know, I was, I knew, okay, so tomorrow I have this interview, great. So so this way, I am prepared for next day. And then it's just, you know, the the journal and the day planning is filled out in in a text uh, text file. And then in the morning, what I'm doing is in the morning, um, I'm also journaling, but this way I'm answering questions about uh, what I'm thankful for, what happened yesterday, what I'm thankful for um, for an opportunity or for a small thing. And every day I'm trying to figure out a different kind of, you know, thanks, not write the same thing. You know, I'm thankful for, for my wife, for my company, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but, but just for something really, really, you know, unique, right? So I think these things of having, wrapping up the day and preparing for the next day mentally. And uh, uh, so what these th th things do is that they do this. And then second in the morning of having this journal in the morning and being grateful for things, being thankful, um, help me be just a better person and more productive because this way um, you know, I'm in a better mood. I'm, I'm, I have to figure out if there is, even in this pandemic and everything is bad, if there are any things I'm thankful for. And I, there always are. There's always something to be thankful for. Um, and uh, this way, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a great way to start the next day. And this way, it's, you know, have being prepared, like reviewing the next day, uh, one day before, it's just, it's just easier to start. So when you, when you wake up in the morning, you just, you know, know what to do. I think it's a really good idea. And it also reminds me on the Marshall Goldsmith, mm -hmm. uh, when he has his, uh, his secretary or whoever it is that calls him every morning yeah. or mm -hmm. afternoon and ask him those same questions, right? And doing that like 14 days in a row is really tough, but it's also very healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we had, uh, this was the first bullet point, but that we were going to talk about uh, the no office style. <laughs> and we have the other things as well, but we'll save all of that for the okay. future. Uh, so thank you so much, Michael, for uh, joining us today. It was super interesting and fun to talk with you. You are, you have such, so much knowledge and insight into a lot of things. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Like, anytime you want me back, I'll, I'll be you. happy to, to, to oblige. <laughs> We will. We yeah, will. Definitely. Trust us. Have a wonderful evening, Have Michael. Thanks for joining. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Yeah. Adieu. Bye-bye. Så Martin, hvad var din største takeaway efter snakken med, med Michael? Oj, det var uh, väldigt mycket. Jag tyckte det var en väldigt intressant och bra diskussion vi hade med honom. Det som jag tyckte var mest intressant var att vi hade ju en väldigt lång lista med saker som vi skulle prata med Michael om. Uh, inte, inte bara den no office utan vi skulle prata om iPad only också jag tänkte att vi skulle prata lite grann mer om hans resa för jag vet att det är en ganska intressant historia för hur han byggde sitt bolag och skapade sin applikation men vi hann ju bara prata om det första ämnet så, för det var ju super mycket att säga om det så att det bara var wow ja, det är plötsligt att säga Michael in igen senare absolut, visst finns det det och han, han har ju han verkligen kört no office så länge så att han har ju mycket erfarenhet och mycket åsikter tror jag. Jag, tror, jag tycker att om man nu vill jobba i no office och kanske är ny på det här så är ju, har han mycket att komma med. Så jag tycker hans bok är väldigt intressant, det, det no office bok Som vi naturligtvis kommer att länka i, i anteckningarna till dagens avsnitt. Eller på skandinavisk show notes. <laughs> Precis, eller hur? Ja. Vem är det Jens? Vem är din liksom... Hmm, det her, det kan jeg virkelig bruge til noget. Jamen, det var 
den meget, meget strukturerede, øh, organiserede måde, og, og de, de lavede deres møder. Øh, virkelig sørgede for at, at få, få tænkt øh, på, på tingene inden mødet, og så forholdt øh, møderne, hvor de virkelig sørger for at komme, komme, komme godt i, i, igennem emnerne. Meget imponeret over, hvor, hvor meget forberedelse de, øh, alle egentlig får, får gjort til, til deres møder, og vil enormt gerne være en, en, en flue for væggen der i, i et par møder, og, og, og se, hvordan det, det foregår. Ja, det er enormt inspirerende, at jeg tænker tilbage på, på mange øh, møder, som mens muligt mere forberedelse havde været meget mere effektiv og givet meget mere øh, udbytte. Så, så det var en, en, en rigtig spændende opdagelse. Øh, og samtidig den, de havde med, hvordan de alligevel var, var kreative, det, det var meget spændende, hvordan de kunne få det til at fungere. Og det må, de have, det må have lykkes for dem, siden de har både kunne videreudvikle Nosby og få et produkt som Nosby Teams på banen. Det har været imponerende. Mm. Absolut, jeg kan holde med om. Jeg tyckte det var väldigt spännande att höra deras synsätt och tankar kring att just strukturera kreativiteten eller strukturera innovationen så att man kunde få en process kring det så att även om man inte kanske samlas vid en whiteboard och har ett kaosartat brainstormingarbete där så har man ett väldigt strukturerat sätt att faktiskt ta tillvara och vidareutveckla de idéerna som finns. Det tyckte jag var superspännande att höra. Mm. Ja. Vad tyckte du Michael? Oh, jag syns ju, jag blir också jag blir så inspirerad när jag, när, jag, när jag hör och talar med sådana som Michael för det är väldigt mycket energi i honom och han øh, taler ud fra en erfaringsbase, som jeg synes er, er virkelig, virkelig vigtig. Og jeg er sikker på, at øh, at, øh, at sætte sig ned og læse No Office-bogen for eksempel, øh, kan give en nogle rigtig gode idéer til, øh, til, når vi nu skal tilbage på job igen, det med os, der skal det. Den måde, som vi måske kan bidrage til andre med at, at arbejde virkelig struktureret med idéudvikling og Og så synes jeg, der er nogle øh, virkelig skønne ting i, at hvis ikke man har noget at bidrage med på et møde, så kommer man ikke på møde. Jeg, jeg synes, det er, det er fantastisk, og, 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 og så kan man sætte sig ned og tænke sig om, i stedet for at måske få lavet nogle ting, og, og, der, og det der med, at vi kigger i mødenoten om morgenen, og ser, om der er nogen, der har forberedt sig. Hvis ikke der er nogen, der har forberedt sig, så skal der ikke være noget med. Og, og det, det kan jeg virkelig godt lide. Så synes jeg, at det sidste, Michael talte om, det med at lave journaling, det, det fik også nogle tanker i gang øh, hos mig. Jeg synes, det med at lave journaling har været svært for mig. Jeg har prøvet i flere omgange, og jeg er ikke så god til at holde fast i det. Men jeg synes, at øh, noget af det, han siger, øh, det, hvad jeg er egentlig taknemmelig for i dag, altså ud over the obvious, som han også siger, ikke? så finder jeg lige et eller andet, som jeg er taknemmelig for. Jeg kan godt lide den der meget positive tilgang, han har til, øh, til at starte en dag og til at lukke den af med igen. Og det synes jeg var vældig inspirerende. Så det har jeg skrevet ned på min øh, lille to-do, at det kunne være, at jeg skulle begynde at, at gøre det, og så måske øh, tage nogle noter, som jeg gemmer over i Obsidian, og, og, og så se, om jeg, om jeg kan fuldføre det. Jeg blev også, som jeg også sagde i interviewet, meget inspireret over øh, det, som Marshall Goldsmith, han også kører, ikke? Hvor, hvor han snakker med en hver dag, og du ved, har du gjort det bedste? Har du, øh, har du nået det, du gerne ville i dag? Og har du bidraget? Alle de, de her spørgsmål, som, som hvis man hvis man tager fat i dem og stiller dem hver dag, 
godt kan blive vældig, det kan blive svært at svare på, men jeg tror også, hvis man klarer den 14 dage, så kan der komme noget virkelig godt ud af det. Så ja, det var nogle af de, så synes jeg bare, at han har meget energi, og han er virkelig inspirerende at høre på. Jag har också testat att göra journaling lite då och då. Men jag har också provat att ha en sån här strukturerad angreppssätt på det. Sånt som Michael använder. Fast det fick mig totalt att tappa gnistan. Att jag, jag har ett mycket mer ostrukturerat sätt när jag gör det. Jag gör inte det superregelbundet. Jag gör det lite då och då, några gånger i veckan kanske. Och då är det liksom lite highlights vad som har hänt och sådär. Ofta är det för att när jag gör journaling så är det för att tänka. Jag tänker när jag skriver. Och när jag, då skriver jag för hand på min Remarkable, såklart. Eh, och då går det mycket sakta. Jag skriver mycket sakta för hand än vad jag skriver på, på datorn. Så då tvingar jag mig att tänka. Så därför gillar jag inte att ha det strukturerat när jag gör det. Som är. Men jag känner dig, Mike. Jag tror att du vill göra det här för att du vill bygga någon häftig shortcut. Är det inte så? Ja, det kunne jag också gott tänka mig att göra. Men jag tänker, jag tänker faktiskt också omkring det med journaling. Hvis man är praktiserende GTD'er, så har man også noget, der hedder højere horisonter. Formål og visioner, idéer, og en, en vigtig del af det for mig, det er også mine affirmations. Og en journaling kunne for eksempel være lige at tjekke, hvordan er det gået med dine affirmations i dag? Mm. <laughs> det kan være en, en, en... Enten så kan der være noget galt med affirmations, eller også kan det være, fordi man er en slendrian og, og faktisk ikke får gjort tingene. Om det er hver dag, man skal sidde og kigge på dem, men det, det var egentlig det, jeg tænkte på. Jeg vil lave nogle små shortcuts, som spurgte mig, hvordan går det med den her affirmation og den her affirmation? Det er jo noget, som jeg, som jeg gør noget ud af, både i mit, det, jeg kalder mit horisontarbejde, og også det, som jeg tracker over min omnifokus til de lidt større weekly reviews, quarterly reviews måske. Så det, kunne, det var det, jeg sad og tog med mig derfra, så det kunne være sjovt indhold at putte ind i en daglig journaling, og se, om, om det faktisk gjorde en forskel. Det behøver jo ikke at tage øh, rigtig lang tid. Så ja, det tror jeg, det jeg skal. Det kan nogle minutter på det. Det kan jo være fuldt tilrækkeligt. Jeg gør det oftest for at øh, tænke kring mål, som jeg har satt op. At gør jeg rett sak her? Altså, når, når det er noget, som er kanskje lidt uklart, eller noget, som behøver bearbejdes, så kan det være et sätt for mig at faktisk øh, diskutere med mig selv liksom, i ulike vejer at angribe et problem eller et projekt. Jeg har lyst til at spørge jer sådan lige afslutningsvis, fordi vi jo laver sammenhængende podcast, og så sætter vi jo også ting i gang. Og jeg er jo simpelthen så spændt på at høre, hvordan at den her vækker, den har været med drafts og ja. Så er der helt stille. Ja, så bliver der, der stille. Så bliver der helt stille pludselig. Jamen, øh, ikke andet, det er, det er langsomt ved at bruge den, og, og nu melde Apple Noter sig ud, så, så, så der er jo ingen tvivl om, hvad tingene bare kommer stille og roligt derinde. Jeg skal lige vende mig til at, at trykke på den rigtige knap, når jeg skal skrive en note. Fordi vanen siger jo, at trykke på den samme knap, som jeg plejer, når jeg godt vil skrive noget ned. Og jeg skal lige lure, kan jeg vide, om jeg skal flytte den hen på, på den plads, den øh, Apple Noter havde øh, på, på telefonen, og, og se om det, det, det er det, der skal til. For jeg havde jo ellers gjort den klar ned på nederste linje. Hvordan er dit... Øh, jeg, jeg er nysgerrig på, hvordan dit... Øh dit uh, capture workflow egentlig er, er det noget, du gerne vil diktere fra din telefon, eller hvordan, uh, hvordan hænger det sammen for dig, når du capture? Jamen, jeg skal bare skrive ned. Du skal skrive ja. ned? Du skal ja. ikke tale det ned? Nej. Nej, okay. Ja. Så, bliver talen, så bliver talen hængende, og ikke bliver behandlet. 
Men hvis du nu får den dikteret over til, øh, til tekst? Så foretrækker jeg stadig at skrive. Okay. Ja. Hvad med Martin? Ja, jeg er jo den snåle svensken. Ja. Jeg har ikke betalt en professional eller en, en subscription for drafts. Så det er klart, at jeg använder drafts. Jeg måste använda det varje dag nu. Och det kommer att behöva vara ett helt år. Nej, skämt sig då. Jag använder ju faktiskt Draft varje dag. Flera gånger varje dag. Och framförallt på desktopen. Framförallt på desktopen. Och det är ett sätt för att snabbt bara fånga tankar. Men ofta så är det också när jag till exempel... Låt säga att jag läser en artikel till exempel. Och då behandlar jag den för att få in den i mitt Settelkasten-system. Då har jag templates och sånt i i draft som jag använder. Jag hade kunnat göra det direkt i Obsidian såklart, men det blir bara så att jag jobbar här enkelt. Och sen så tittar vi, vi pratade väl förra veckan eller för två veckor sedan om uh, actions och att hitta yeah. actions till Omnifocus då för draft. Yeah. Och det har jag gjort. Jag har hittat en action. Det var jätteenkelt ju. Det var <laughs> enkelt faktiskt att få in. Så att nu kan jag, nu kan jag fånga tankar uh, i i drafts så får in dem i Omnifocus direkt också. Så att det, det har jag också fått på plats och jag har använt det några gånger. Något som jag faktiskt använder draft till väldigt, väldigt mycket som jag inte trodde. Det är inköpslistor. Att jag, när jag ska gå, bara ska gå till affären. Det är ju liksom en, en lista som lever i 30 minuter och sen så är den borta. Men att bara ha något ställe snabbt att skriva ner saker och ting på. Och då kan jag bara prata in i den. Så det gör jag ofta. Och även om det är saker som dyker upp så använder jag ofta dikteringsfunktionen och sen bara in i Omnifocus. Så att jag använder drafts varje dag och jag är väldigt, väldigt glad att jag faktiskt har hoppat på drafts-tåget. Och jag kommer nog inte lämna den på länge. Nej, det är jag glad för att höra. Men jag fick en små uppgift förra gången också att titta på hooks, eller hook. Ja, och det, har och det jag... har du ju också pratat om på en annan podcast. Det har jag gjort också, ja. Ja, Och jag har installerat den på min dator och börjat använda den. Och nu sättet som det har blivit att jag använder Huxbo är egentligen bara att det är en form av länkdatabas. Så att det väldigt enkelt kan komma till vilka, vissa specifika applikationer eller framförallt vissa specifika webbadresser faktiskt. För att det är enkelt var jag än är på, på datorn så kan jag bara trycka min intent på kombination och sen command F och sen skriva så får jag upp den och det, det går jättefort att komma till de här bookmarksen. Mycket fortare än om jag hade haft bookmarket i Brave i min webbläsare. Ja, precis. Jag trodde ju att jag skulle använda den här funktionen att jag kopplade ihop en massa bookmarks och sånt här på något magiskt sätt. Men det, det har jag inte gjort ännu. Men det kommer kanske. Men jag har som sagt mycket mer jag behöver testa och prova innan jag är säker på att det här faktiskt är en applikation som ska in i mitt arbetsflöde. Det är inte säkert att den ska in ännu. Alltså det är ju, jag använder också hook på ett väldigt enkelt sätt til at generere et link, som jeg ved, jeg kan finde igen. Jeg laver ikke bidirectional linking, og, eller backlinking, og, jeg, jeg, og så er Hook jo lige her i denne her vække kommet i en version 3. Så der er sket en helt masse nyt. Det er noget af det, jeg skal titte på i, i ugen, som kommer. Så er der et eller andet helt fantastisk i version 3, som jeg skal have, som jeg skal have med over. Men jeg er glad for at høre, at du er i gang med den. Jeg holder meget af den lille app. Jeg synes, den er meget stabil. Den er, passer til langt de fleste af de apps, jeg har i mit workflow, undtagen Microsoft, og derfor bruger jeg noget andet til mail. Men, men jeg kan virkelig godt lide det der med, 
med, at der er styr på min links, særligt i forhold til mine filer, også hvis de ligger i DevonThink, og de bliver flyttet rundt i forskellige databaser og sådan noget, så bliver linkene faktisk stadigvæk opdateret. Det synes jeg er fremragende. Det, og det gør det til et meget troværdigt tool for mig, som gør, at det, det, det kan jeg faktisk stole på det her. Og jeg kan lave alle de andre ting, og jeg kan stadigvæk regne med, at jeg kan finde mit hooklink. Det betyder noget på den lange bane for mig. Men hvad siger Nikola? Jeg tycker det har været et superbra afsnit, som vi havde i dag. Jeg har lært mig mye. Jeg har haft en veldig kul diskussion med, med Michael her. Skal vi ta og runde av diskussionen? Ja, det skal vi. Vi tackar så mycket för att ni lyssnade på oss idag och på Michael såklart. Titta gärna på anteckningarna, show notesen för dagens avsnitt. Där kommer ni hitta länkar både till allt som Michael pratade om och även det som vi pratade om innan och efter intervjun såklart. Ni kan hitta mer om mig på Twitter där jag är Martin Hagen med 2A. Och jag har också en webbsida som heter martinhagen.se. Ja, och jag kan också finnas på Twitter- J-E-H-P-E-T Ja, og Michael han kan også finde sig på Twitter som D-R-E-V-E-S Det er det bedste sted at fange mig Superbra Tak allihopa, vi ses som to veckor Ciao, ciao ja. Ha det godt, ciao Hej That is really yeah. important, especially if you are working from home the whole time. Just give me a second. I'm going to, uh, speaking of this, I'm going to deal with the little girl here. Just give me a second. Yeah. Just one more. Okay. Please close the door, okay? Ilka, please close the door. Close the door. Close the door. Are you speaking English so, with your kids? Uh, <laughs> And no, they they go to an English school. Uh, I'm speaking. I was speaking right now because I'm with you guys. But normally I speak Polish, and she replies in Polish sometimes, and sometimes in English. But especially this one, this is the, the, our uh, smallest one. She's um, she's four and a half now, so her English right now is very strong because this is her dominant in, uh, language at school. So. Um, But the, but we're going to uh, for, uh, uh, for we're going to Poland soon. So uh, there with gran- grannies and all that stuff, she will hopefully you know get back with Polish. She understands everything in Polish, but she just prefers to speak English. It's just and and, and, and usually when when uh, we are interrupted by kids when we have our uh, small TTG body talks. Uh, We call it the Fifth Horizon uh, work. Priorities, yeah, yeah yes. um, priorities. So of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Some, something important came to you. We we just wait for 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 the GTD body to to get back to uh, uh, to us when they have dealt with this most important situation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I also think that the point on on uh, on language that you just made. You know, I have a nine year old boy who just uh, finished reading uh, Tolkien, Lord of the Rings in English. Nice. Right. Nice. And, and this is, you know, this is, 
fantastic adventure and uh, mm -hmm. you know and a really high level of language and i checked with him from time to time to where are you actually in the story and he can explain exactly what happens to me and i'm super impressed about the youngsters ability to adopt a second language right but yeah like everybody in the world except the americans and the english <laughs> almost has to to adopt a second language right